from WBZ Chicago and the abandoned ruins. This is Pleasure Town. In the late 1800s, two visionaries claimed a parcel of Oklahoma land. They had a dream, to build a community for pleasure seekers. Before long, the settlement grew into a sanctuary for outlaws and artists, but after flourishing, it fell. Now, decades later, the town lies buried in the red dirt, but not even death can silence the residents' stories. So put on your headphones and hear their tales as we conjure the ghost of Pleasure Town. You know, Claude, sometimes I think about death. <laughs> really, Sai? You? The champion is standing under a rain cloud? Mr. Sad Sack himself? That's such a surprise I might die all over again. Sometimes I think about death, and I think I didn't lose all that much. So you're glad you died? No, but it happened. And when it did, I didn't lose all that I was. I didn't stop being Sai. You tell me that again. But... Well, I do see what you mean. You and I live full lives. More downs than ups. But death is forever, and you eventually learn to look back on the good. Yeah, but sometimes the good and the bad are hard to tell apart. Look at Skippy, the town clerk, when he addressed the people in our absence. Yes. That was the day he truly became a leader. But one of the consequences of leadership is that you all too easily become the villain. Thank you all for attending the State of the Town Address on this beautiful spring day, no less. We have some important news to discuss. We know about the railroad, boy. Where's Mayor Ledoux? Hi! Where is that son of a bitch? Push out there. Let Skippy speak. I... I actually had a few words written down for today. Nice words, I think. But they aren't true. Or at least they aren't the whole truth. And right now, more than anything, I think this town deserves a little honesty. Look, the future is barreling toward us. And make no mistake, folks, it's coming faster than you think. Industry is booming. Women are protesting for rights. There's a war raging in Europe. The American way of life is changing. It's changing every single day. As a town, we have to decide whether we want to keep up or remain left in the dirt. Now, how do we keep up? Well, it ain't easy when you're broke. And Pleasure Town is flat broke. So ain't nobody gonna fix up what we lost in the fire? I have children that haven't bathed in a week. Is 
Pleasure Town gonna become a ghost town? <laughs> Baby girl, what do you know about ghost towns? Well, me and Joshua Garvin were catching frogs in the river, and he told me that out west, there are whole towns that are just boarded up, like everybody up and left. <laughs> well, little Joshua's full of fibs, but what he says is true. But that was on account of the gold rush. Gold rush? Yeah. Years ago, a bunch of people went treasure hunting, but they came up empty. We don't have to worry about that. Why's that, Paul? Because our treasure is happiness. And happiness is a renewable resource. I mean, you don't run out of it. But what about the shanty folks? They don't seem too happy. Well, people got to learn to pull themselves up by the bootstraps, baby girl. But, Paul, some of them don't even have boots. Look. You all have reveled in living a tax-free life, but the consequence is that we got no money. Tax me or my dead body, you bastard! Settle down! Settle down! We have an option. A viable option. One that ain't gonna place a financial burden on anybody. Miss Wallace, of the Wallace Railroad Company, has offered us a lucrative arrangement. A while back, she promised a hefty payment for the lease of the land to build her railroad through Pleasure Town. A payment which she could have easily decreased in value after the Great Fire. But as a sign of good faith, she refrained from making that choice. You sold the soul of Pleasure Town to Where's the devil! with you to answer for himself? That coward! Now, that nothing still? is set in stone yet. And I, and I know your misgivings because I share them. This railroad will effectively open up Pleasure Town to a world which most of us sought to escape from. It will assuredly bring others who will try to take advantage of the freedoms we've established here, who will ignore our credo. But also consider that this railroad will allow our entire town to be self-sustaining. We can rebuild what was lost and make what remains even better. It will create new jobs and usher in new patrons. Every single person stands to benefit. On the rise. Surprised you're open right now. But with the town meeting going on and all. I find such government addresses to be good for business. Politics drives men to drink. Besides, I can hear well enough from my vantage point behind the bar. Well, I'm sure you're excited about the news. A railroad would probably more than triple your business. If there's one thing I've learned in life, it's that no sum of money comes without a price. Well, yeah, like the clerk was saying, it could open us up to all kinds of folks. But, I mean, a railroad? We could become a real city, like Tulsa. And besides, those Wallace Railroad people are fine by me. I mean, they're helping the shanty folks. And, frankly speaking, someone has to. So they aren't all bad. I can see you're simple in the ways of the ruthless. But let me tell you, I know a wolf when I see one. And there are no greater carnivores than the barons of business. Those lycanthropes will pick your pockets clean, leave you for poor. People like us were just cogs in their catastrophic machine. A loss on a ledger tucked away in some accountant's mahogany desk. Well, I think the railroad is going to help. Then let me pour you another drink, my friend. This one on the house. Because frankly, I'd rather hear nonsense out of a drunk man's mouth than out of a fool's. People! People! Twenty years ago, circumstance, 
fate, choice, whatever you want to call it, set me on the path to Pleasure Town. I was just a young, reckless boy catching rattlers in the desert. Mayor Ledoux was drunk and wandering the prairie. And for whatever reason, our paths crossed. And I found myself here. I wonder, was that day random coincidence or the unavoidable collision of two souls? I don't know. I may not ever know. All I know is life has a way of blending choice and fate together until you can't tell what's what. I have a feeling many of you feel similar about your past to Pleasure Town. Did you choose the road or did the road take you here? I'd wager fate gave you an option and you made a choice. I believe, just like each of us, Pleasure Town has a destiny. And this railroad is part of it. It's an opportunity that fate has handed to us in a time of desperate need. Make no mistake, we have succeeded. Claude and Cyrus had a vision, and we fulfilled it. We created a town where outcasts and misfits could find sanctuary, where happiness rises above suffering. But, well, that happiness is fading. And if we want to continue living our dream, we have to face reality. We have to recognize the offer that fate is making, and then we have to choose. But before we do, I have a quote here from the French author Victor Hugo, which I think applies. It reads as follows. Emergencies have always been necessary to progress. It was darkness which produced the lamp. It was fog that produced the compass. It was hunger that drove us to exploration. And it took a depression to teach us the real value of a job. Sounds like Victor Hugo and you share the same thoughts about adversity, don't you think, Remy? Yes, Angie. I find the quote quite moving. Perhaps I'll incorporate it into our next group. Remy, I've been meaning to say, group has been more helpful than you could know. Why, thank you, Angie. That means the world to me. I can tell it's helping you, too. Yes, I never quite thought I'd be able to fit in. But group has shown me that even I have a community. And if you ask me, you'll always have one. Take my hand, Remy. feeling like I belong here, in Pleasure Town of all places. Angie. Angie, is everything all right? Remy, I... It's nothing. I was just getting lost in the clerk's speech. You know, I just remembered I'm supposed to meet up with my friend Josephine. I'll see you at our next meeting. Yes. See you at the group. 
Make no mistake, folks. We are in a state of emergency. I understand the fear that with this railroad, we risk losing the purity of our pleasure town. But to deny ourselves this opportunity is beyond a risk. It's a definitive decision, a choice, to call Pleasure Town quits. With that, I'll open the floor. If you have anything to say, say it now. Anybody? Well, I guess that settles it. You know, folks, progress is a terrifying prospect, but it's also an adventure. Thank you all for coming. Pleasure Town will return in a moment. The future of Pleasure Town was a great concern, but most of our citizens didn't seem to care. No, they had enough of their own troubles. Yeah. It's hard to see the forest that surrounds you, when all you can see is the fire right in front. You are a marvelous dancer, Mr. Gregory. I haven't danced like this in ages. Is this how you spent your evenings when you were alive? Not enough of them. I thought I'd perfected the art of being alone. There's nothing wrong with that. Solitude strengthens the soul. Seems like plenty of you Pleasure Town ghosts like to dance, though. I've been spinning and stomping with at least one of y'all every night for two weeks. Wait, this is where the tune really picks up. Mr. Gregory, you're fading away. What happened to the music? This, this ain't right. Then he vanished. Just disappeared from the room like you weren't never there to begin with. I turned to look what happened and you know what I saw? I could venture a guess. It was my kindly husband. The sober missionary, drunkenly stomping on the record that played Mr. Gregory's favorite music. He must have disappeared when I crushed it all up. I felt his presence in that music. Or I thought I did. So I took some of that vinyl dust, mixed it with water, and drank it down. We were supposed to be saving these souls, giving them what they needed, and sending them on their way. You remember... We did it with love. Except there ain't no instructions on that sort of thing. How could there be? Ain't nobody talked to ghosts like we did. You wanted to save souls. I just figured you'd come back to me if I gathered them up first. If there'd been a manual, it would have had a warning right on top. In bold letters, it would have said, Don't consume lost souls. I reckon you're right. But then again, you may have told me that when you found me. When I breathed in those souls. And I felt them breathe me in too. I didn't realize what you'd done. Burned books. Broken records. Missing ghosts. I just 
thought you was drunk. That's what they told us would happen, right? That's Pleasure Town. I never done construction work before. No, oh, you're doing just fine. Reinforce the beam here. It's gotta support the roof. Everything collapsed in the winter after I died, and my daughter didn't have no place to stay here. You, uh, talk to ghosts often? Ever since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. Ghosts would flutter around the farm, and I'd point them out when I saw them, except Ma and Pa never believed it. I guess that's why I stopped talking about it too much. Not many of the living are cursed to see us, child. Ain't no curse to talk to you, Esther. But you're right anyhow. I only ever met one other person who had this particular blessing. That's a rare treat. I've seen all sorts of fakers when I was alive, and just as many since I passed. You're a rare breed, child. It's not usually a problem, but it would be nice to have more people help with these repairs. Irene's a sweet girl. She'll appreciate having the house back. What happened to the other one? The one you met who seen what you seen? I married him. <laughs> and he ain't here helping with these repairs? I haven't seen him in weeks. Not since I found him passed out drunk on a porch. Alcohol's a tough vice. Worse than most and twice as common. Neither of us have a taste for the stuff. At least I thought we didn't. He hasn't been acting right since we come here. <laughs> he wouldn't be the first man to baptize himself with liquor in this town. It wasn't drink. It was jealousy. Damn it, Daniel, ain't nothing uglier than a jealous man. The bartender knew you on a first-name basis after two weeks there. I didn't want nothing to drink. It was the souls inside of me that wanted spirits. We was meant to handle ghosts, honey bear. Not spirits. <laughs> That'll do it. It's not pretty, but it's strong. You got the house fixed up good. But it's not a grain of sand in the desert if we can't find Irene. This was all for her. So I went to go find little Irene. Except little Irene wasn't so little anymore. I asked around in town. I asked about an orphan girl. About a girl who grew up in that house on the hill. The one with the collapsed wall, but... The only girl who matched that description was a woman grown. Irene, the horse trainer. I found her at the stables and I told her about Esther. Then I brought her back to the cabin. Esther, I'm here. I found your daughter. Ma, it's me. It's Irene. Ma, you here? Will I be able to see her? I... I don't think so. At least that sort of thing hasn't happened yet. I don't think you're out to trick me or nothing. It's just that there's not much you're giving me to make me think otherwise. She's here. Where else would she be? She's done nothing but talk about you since we started rebuilding this place. Why? I know it's strange, but she wanted to do this for you. To give you back the home you lost. That's... sweet. I guess. But I moved on. I have my own home now. I have my own life. Well, aren't you the queen of gratitude? We thought you'd be happy. I don't mean to be rude. Truly, I don't. But you came to me out of nowhere talking about pieces of my past I can barely remember. I used to think about her every day. Try to remember her face. But I was just a kid before she died. And that was a lifetime ago. But she still loves you. 
I know she does. What am I supposed to do with the love of a ghost? I don't know. Well, I don't either. I want to thank you for all that you did. She was a great mom. I mean, if you're actually here, you were a great mom. But then you were gone. I held on to you as much as I could, but the sun kept rising and I had to figure out who I was and what I wanted. What you could give, you did, and I'm a better woman for it. I love you, Mom. I hope to see you again someday. What's happening? It's getting harder to see in here. Is that Ma's ghost? Is she coming through? This isn't how it's supposed to go. That smoke. That's not Esther. That's my husband. No, not again, Daniel. The fire had started in the basement. In a dollhouse. It was mostly ash by the time we found it. And Esther's soul wasn't there no more when we put it out. You tore that woman's soul away too early. I'd have burnt the whole town if it meant winning you back. I wasn't a prize. I was your wife. You were my partner and then you weren't. That's all I ever wanted. But you weren't you anymore. No. I wasn't. And whatever you were, whatever you became, I could not abide. One thing I still don't understand. Why the hell would anyone want to get married? Where did that come from? Those two ghost hunters. Oh, lovey-dovey, you're the only one for me. And what did it get them? I see where you're going, and... Nothing but heartache, Sai. Time wore on, and people did what people do, and... They wound up ruining each other's lives. Not so much the romantic, are you, Claude? No. Neither do I believe in jackalopes. Love is hard, for sure. But I know it can be found. And when you find it, well, (laughs) I'm not sure words can sum it up. Sounds a lot like snap hunting to me. I'm not sure everyone will get that reference. Well, they can just look it up. Oh, wow. Hey everybody, this is Emily Modaf. I'm the senior producer of Pleasure Town, and I wanted to thank you for coming back once again and listening to the eighth episode of season three. You guys keep coming back, and as long as you keep coming back, We'll keep making episodes. If you liked what you heard, please let us know on iTunes so we can continue to be better and bring you the best audio drama possible. We love to talk to you, so you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us at pleasuretownshow at gmail.com. You can sign up for our email list. I send out aesthetically pleasing and totally not annoying emails about once every two months you can sign up at our website at www.pleasuretownshow.com and as usual i need to thank the wonderful people who made this episode possible hold on there's quite a few this week this episode of pleasure town was written by jim marcus brady guy and colin wright 
and performed by Krista Salvo, Becca Brown, Marv Nyren, Deb Osheri, Johnny Moran, Brandon Paul Eels, Lucinda Eels, Ian Belknap, Greg Mills, Eve Rounds, Jillian Ray, Sean Paris, Brady Guy, Gwen Fulcher, and Jessica Landis. Audio designed by Aaron Cahoe and Brady Guy. Our executive producers are Keith Ecker and Aaron Cahoe. Our senior producer is me, Emily Modaff, and our associate producers are Colin Wright, Lizzie Seidenstricker, Brady Guy, and Joe Courtney. But I haven't seen him in weeks, not since I found him passed out drunk on a porch. Our staff writers are Sean Paris and Gwen Fulcher. Original music was composed and performed by River Rising's Megan Diger and Tim Hazen and engineered by Colin Ashmead Bobbin. A full list of audio effects can be found on our website. Pleasure Town is an ever-growing interactive narrative which relies on your creativity, your imagination, and especially your voice to expand the legend. Find out how you can join the story at PleasureTownShow.com. This has been a production of WBEZ Chicago.